Good morning, people of God. Oh, this is going to be too loud because I'm going to start shouting during this service. The Holy Spirit's loose. Amen. Amen. Woo! All right. Such a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen. 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 Woo! Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome, everyone. So glad you are joining us for church, whether in person or online on this beautiful day. We will be celebrating Holy Communion, so hopefully as you entered in or as you are home to get some bread and some wine for, uh, as we can prepare to receive the gifts of Jesus' body and blood. A couple announcements. A huge thank you to those of you who signed up to help with Holy Grounds Coffee Station. You can now have a cup of coffee as you come into worship or as you're leaving today. So please be sure to do that. Enjoy that sweet nectar of the gods, right? Yes. Uh, October continues for at least uh, today, today and next Sunday. Um, so please, if, if you're out, uh, grab some socks, drop them off. Let's fill up those bins. It's, it's amazing the, uh, the outreach that you all have done already. So thank you for that. This Saturday, I can't believe it's this Saturday already. It's October 29th. We are doing our fall festival. Okay? We are, are again, having food trucks. We're having a, uh, games for adults and kids. We are doing a trunk or treat. Okay? Our goal is to get 30 cars to hand out candy back there. And uh, I, I didn't look beyond yesterday. I don't know if anyone signed up this morning, but we had nine so far. So if you are available, okay, the trunk or treat portion will be from 10 until 10.30. And if you've got other things to be at, you know, by all means, you can peel out of here. Watch out for kids. But uh, we would love for you to be a part of that if you are available. So you can sign up in the entryway by the pillar there or just, you know, let us know if you're watching online and uh, contact Jennifer in the office. Uh, that A week from today, October 30th, I'll be hosting a new member class. If you're interested in learning more about who we are and what we do here at King of Kings, uh, again, if you're watching online, you can contact uh, our office. Jennifer uh, will sign you up, if you will. So, with all that said, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, our true life, to serve you is freedom, and to know you is unending joy. We worship you, we glorify you, we give thanks to you for your great glory. Abide with us, reign in us, and make this world into a fit habitation for your divine majesty. Through our scripture reading today and through every opportunity in which we, we communicate and talk with you, Lord, Allow us to understand the gift that you give us each and every day, a gift for second chances. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever, and all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Curious, by show of hands out there, how many of you have ever wished you could have a second chance for something? You're like, yep, <laughs> right? A second chance to, to say something different, a se- uh, maybe, maybe not to say something that you actually did, maybe a second chance to repair a relationship or make the most of an opportunity. 
A second chance to chase a dream you gave up on or, or follow through on a responsibility that you avoided. If you're anything like me, you can probably think of more than a few things for which you wouldn't mind having a second chance. I couldn't help but think of this as I read our Bible reading for today. For over a month now, we have been dealing with this uh, a series, if you will, on new perspectives New perspectives on life and our relationships. And I'm all too aware how it's darn near impossible to change overnight, right? Seeing things and seeing people in a new way is not like a light switch where all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, right? It's, it's, it takes effort. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes forgiveness. You know, it's one thing I've, I've noticed a lot through our anti-racism task force that we've been talking through and processing how we can look and see and treat people as fellow human beings, right? It takes forgiveness to start that process, just like it does in everything else. We look at ourselves and see how we have fallen short, and it takes forgiveness to say, wow, yeah, I wish I could have done that different. Lord, forgive me or Joe, or Janice, or it begins with that forgiveness for both ourselves and for those whom we have seen as other. So to wrap up our series on new perspectives, we're going to close with something that is crucial to allowing change to happen both in us and around us and through us. So I invite you to follow along on the screen. We are reading from the book of Luke. We're jumping a couple chapters today. We are now in chapter 23, starting in verse 33. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching But the leader scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's the Messiah of God, his chosen one. Soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you're under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we're getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus Remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm sure this reading sounds familiar, right? If you've been in church before, but it feels maybe a little out of place. I mean, typically this is the story we read right before Easter, right? In Holy Week. But this is the story that comes to mind when I think of second chances. 
In fact, this is just a small part of this larger story about what's going on here. So I had to read the entire passion story from the book of Luke, right? It's really two massive chapters. And after reading it all again, I noticed just how many second chances there are just in those two chapters. I mean, probably the most obvious one is, is right off the bat, right? So they're crucifying Jesus and those two criminals, and Jesus says to God, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. I mean, can you imagine that? Forgiving those who are hammering the nails, Forgiving those who are shouting for his death. Forgiving those who are teasing him or scoffing him. Forgiving those who are just standing there watching all this happen. Jesus actually says, God, forgive them. They don't get it. And he offers them all a second chance with God. And then there's another second chance moment with this thief who, who names his sins to Jesus and then asks to be remembered only to receive Jesus' promise that he will be with him in paradise. Yes, a second chance. But that's not all. If you read more around this story, just a bit before this, Jesus predicts that Peter's going to deny him not once, not twice, but three times. But then he tells him that he's going to get a second chance. A chance to strengthen his disciples with him. That his story won't be over in those denials. Perhaps in a strange way, we remember Barabbas, right? Where Barabbas was offered up. Pilate says, you can choose Barabbas or Jesus. Who do you want? The people choose Barabbas. So in a strange way, Barabbas gets a second chance. Later, the centurion who, who's standing there before Jesus, right? He takes his final breath. Everything goes black. A loud rumble from the earth. And that centurion looks up and he says, surely this was someone special. This was the son of God. He gets a second chance. And finally, all the world gets a second chance because also in that moment, the curtain that was placed in the temple that separated God's holy space from people was torn in two, basically symbolizing God is now loose in the world. Everyone, including you and me, get a second chance to have a relationship and an encounter with God. All of this story, this whole passion narrative is about second chances. It's what Jesus' death and resurrection was truly all about, that we don't simply get a, a second and final chance, but rather that we will always get another chance, another opportunity to experience life, grace, mercy, forgiveness, another chance to change how we look at ourselves And how we look at those around us. I mean, tell me I'm not the only one having my mind blown hearing that we get a second chance today. Amen? Jesus' death was was according to the rule and order and, and expectations of this world. We know that we will all die one day. Period. That's just how this world works. 
However, the resurrection was the game changer. Being raised from the dead was the beginning of a whole new world. A world where death no longer got the last word. A world where our mistakes and and our regrets and past perspectives no longer define who we are. A world characterized by new life, hope, grace, forgiveness, and above all else, love. The kind of love that never stops giving a second chance. Out of all the stories of second chances that you can find in our Bible, it's riddled with them, right? I hold this one very near and dear to my heart. It's in that final conversation that Jesus has with this criminal who was being crucified next to him. I mean, here's a person who was found guilty of something awful. I mean, you had to do something pretty bad in order to be crucified back then. And the law sentenced him to pay for it with his life. I mean, by the world standard, he deserved what he got, and he even admitted it. And yet, by turning to Jesus, admitting that he has messed up, and asking to be remembered, Jesus looks at him and says, Yep. Even you get a second chance. He says some of the most beautiful words that we can find in Scripture today. You will be with me in paradise. For every day and every situation that I mess up, which don't go talking to my wife because you won't be there long enough to be able to get it all, I hold on to the story in hope, trusting that Jesus could give even a sinner like me yet another chance at life as well. Another opportunity to see God with me when times are tough. Another chance to see my burdens as potential blessings. Another chance to restore a relationship or or deepen our love for someone or to find a way to keep our differences from keeping us apart from each other. Another chance to, because we keep failing to put God first ahead of our money and our stuff that we spend so much time desiring. That's why I keep coming back every Sunday. Not just because this is my job, but because I need to hear these stories as well. I need to hear that through forgiveness there is a second chance because I don't get it right. Every day there are times when I get it completely wrong, where I look at someone and I think something I know I shouldn't, or I have a thought or or whatever that leads me away from bringing me closer to others and to God. And so I come yearning for a second chance. And that's what we get to experience each and every Sunday. It's my prayer that you get to experience that each and every day. The gift of second chances because we're all in need of second chances. Amen? Well, today you have one. Right now, in this moment, you get one, a second chance. If you are hearing this words, uh, these words, that means that you have life today, 
you also have a second chance to do what truly matters. To continue to wrestle with God desires for us. To continue to, to struggle against our thoughts and our deeds. To continue to make right what we have made wrong. Another chance to, to give to God what has been burdening you. What has been weighing heavy on your hearts. To hand over your, your pains, your regrets, your fears, your mistakes, your failures, your missed opportunities. To give them all to God. Because here's the deal. The relationship that God has given you is that any time that you come to God and say, Yeah, I messed up again this week. Wouldn't you know it? God's going to look at you and say, Yeah, but I still love you. I love you so much that I'm going to die for you. And not only am I going to die for you, I'm going to give you another try. Another chance to get it right. Another opportunity to see those around you as fellow human beings. Even if you don't like them. Another chance to understand that God is most important, not our stuff. Another chance to see yourself in the mirror as a beloved child of God. And not whatever else you see in that mirror. It's all about new perspectives, and in order for a new perspective to happen, you need forgiveness to move on from the way that you used to see things so that you can start to see things in a new way. So today God says, yep, you're going to mess up. You're going to keep making mistakes because habits, well, you formed them one way or another. And in order to break them, in order to see things the way God sees them, you're going to mess up along the way. But along the way, know that you are forgiven. Know that you have a second chance each and every moment of every day. And for that, we can give thanks and praise to our God. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father. We can't thank you enough for the gift of this day. Because it means that we get another chance. We get an opportunity to make things right in order to, to be who you are calling us to be. To be people and, and energies who are drawing people together. Who are choosing to love rather than to judge who are choosing to see people and, and things in, in their perspective first instead of our own. To put ourselves in other shoes before judging. To choose love first, whether it's with you or with those around us. Use this as a springboard into our lives, Lord, that we might just jump in wholeheartedly to try to see things how you see them, to see people how you see them, to see ourselves as you see us. We ask for your spirit to, to bless this path, this journey that we are on, that we might continue to grow in your love and forgiveness each and every day. We ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able.
made children and heirs of God's promise, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all those in need. For each of the prayers, I'll give you a a topic, and you pray whatever is on your heart about that topic. And then at the end of each prayer, I will say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we begin by praying for your children, for all of humanity around the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for creation and this beautiful nature that you have gifted us with. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are oppressed, enslaved, For those who are in greatest need, especially in the need of healing today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up to you ourselves. How we see ourselves and how you see us. And we lift up to you all that's going on in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We now take a moment to reflect on our week, to confess those times when we have failed to live as God would have us live. And so I invite you to repeat these words after me. Heavenly Father, pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy, and we long to be free. Rebuild what we have ruined. Mend what we have torn. Wash us in your cleansing flood to make us alive in your spirit.
to better follow Jesus. By your grace, forgive us. Through your love, renew us. And in your spirit, lead us. So that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Amen. And now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you of all of your sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I invite you to take your communion cups out or if you're at home joining us to grab some bread and some wine or grape juice, whatever you have on hand, and to take out your wafer or your bread first. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, uh, thank you for prayerfully giving to King of Kings to help support our ministries and the amazing work that God does through us here. I want to tell you uh, a story about a, a woman who stopped in this week. Not one of our members, just a visitor. She was too embarrassed to knock on our door. And so she called uh, our church office from the parking lot while she was in her car. Uh, she didn't know where else to turn. She had never worshipped with us here before. But for whatever reason, she was led to our parking lot. And she had had, uh, uh, she's a fixed income on Social Security, but there were so many things wrong with the car all of a sudden that it took up all of her money for the month. And so she didn't have any food or money for gas to get to work. She came here. And because of your generosity, we were able to give her some gift cards for both food and for gas. And the tears that flowed from her face, uh, it just, it, it really, it was a wonderful reminder of, you know, we do this for ourselves, but we do this for all of God's people, uh, both those who worship with us and those who are in the world. And none of that would be possible without the hearts that God has given you so that we could have the funds to do stuff like that. So thank you for being who you are and supporting what we do here. Uh, it really does change lives. Now finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face 
And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. People of God, use that second chance today to spread that forgiveness and all that love. And may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.